Maybe Morgan dressed like Wolverine Maybe Dave ate his way out of trouble Maybe Dustin's diorama came in last Maybe Morgan tunneled out of jail Maybe Dustin ran for council member Maybe Dave found himself horribly miscast Find out what happened Yes, find out what happened Since when last we left our Welcome to When Last We Left Our Podcast, a bi-weekly storytelling podcast hosted by me, Morgan Pielli. Me, Dave Worth. And me, Daphne Diodato. Each week we tell true life stories inspired by the events that happened to us since the last time we recorded this podcast. When last we left our podcast, Morgan challenged the elements. Dave met an old friend. Dustin paid too much attention on the subway. And special guest Ben Lilly relearned about relearning about his grandfather. This week on the podcast, Dave eats everyone's cheese. Morgan gets a snow crash day, and Dustin is a bad Samaritan. Cool, cool. How 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 was your Super Bowls, guys? It was great. Actually, I had a really good time. I uh, I attended a party that Dustin threw, and I yes. met a lot of Dustin's friends, which is awesome. They're all wonderful people. And I reconnected with someone who I only knew through Facebook before, so that was awesome to meet someone like that in person. Uh, the Super Bowl was the day before we recorded this podcast, and it was also my wife's birthday. So uh, we we did we're we're football agnostic, I guess you could say. Um, uh, so we didn't uh, we 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 celebrated her birthday without it um, uh, up until the halftime show, and then we watched Beyonce. Um, because Beyonce's, Beyonce's Beyonce bigger than, yeah. a, than a game. Yeah, Beyonce, really, that was the only part I paid any attention to. To be perfectly honest, Beyonce, I feel like. There was a, there may have been a, a seismic shift in humanity as that occurred. I like, hope there I, was. I feel like we, we all, she, she is a net force changed. of good positive. Yeah. Um, uh, that was amazing. Uh, my wife and I, to get into my story, uh, my wife and I, uh, uh, our birthdays are separated by a week. So both of them happened since the last time we recorded this podcast. And, um, uh, for my birthday, my wife got me uh, and her tickets to a, uh, a, a wine and cheese class, um, which honestly was probably more of a wine and cheese event, not because there wasn't an educator there who was, uh, it, was a, it was a very uh, good sommelier, um, but because I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore sure. retaining very little. Um, uh, but it, it, was, it was a really fun time, and uh, I did learn some, and I also drank some great wine and ate some great cheese. So I was, I was very happy with it. Um, and the sommelier who there was this like really, really fun woman, probably 28-ish, um, uh, and she had like a really great attitude uh, very not snooty at all, casual, kind of casual in her running of this thing. So, like a more modern day sommelier. A, a modern day sommelier, exactly. Yeah. Which, if Kanye has not made that into a line, he will. Yes, Morgan. What is a sommelier? A sommelier is a uh, well. Uh, I actually did some reading on the, on that, but a sommelier is a um, person who has an extensive knowledge of wine. Basically, a wine steward at a restaurant is a sommelier. Uh, here, but, here would be the problem for me. If I had to look up what a sommelier was, it would be spelling sommelier. Yep, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Oh, it, it's a country. Okay. It's a, it is a French word. Um, 
so, but anyway, uh, there was a, a good amount of really good wine, a, gr- a good amount of really good cheese, and my wife and I had a very good time. There was one thing that completely baffled me, though, and I will now tell you what that was. Um, so they brought out uh, the cheese and the wine uh, in pairings, right? The the whole point was sort of learning, supposedly, how to pair wine and cheese, though I did not, because I did not learn very much at all, because I was drinking. Um, yeah, it was mostly just, this is good wine. This, this is good, good cheese. <laughs> I sure um, hope this cheese absorbs some of this wine so I can drink more of this wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, the first uh, round of this was this, like, uh, nice light white wine with a ricotta cheese. Um, and uh, they put down a plate of cheese. We were all uh, standing at a at banquet tables. I think banquet is the word for these tables. They're the type of tables that go up to like mid-chest, so you stand at them, which yeah, is yeah. Uh, a good strategy because uh, if you're at a wine tasting and you're sitting, you might stand up at some point and then fall over. But right. if you're standing... Uh, you will get a pretty good read on how drunk you are the whole time. So uh, there were six people to a table and probably mm, four or five tables. Um, At our table was me and my wife and then two other male-female couples. Um, And if I were to sort of put a uh, one-word label on, and probably an unfair one on on, uh, the other two couples, it would be financy, you know, Sort of the, the the dude bro with modelish girlfriend look. Okay. Um, which uh, may again it may be unfair, and I have certainly nothing against these people as people or people qua people. Uh, they were just there. Um, but but you, did you have something against these people? No, well, I'll get to it. Okay. Um, so uh and and they they were probably perfectly nice but it was a sort of acknowledged thing that we had nothing to say to each other so like whenever wine and cheese would come around like each couple would sort of turn in turn into each other and like discuss amongst themselves um and that was that wasn't necessarily the case for the entire thing like looking around at the other tables there were like plenty of older people there plenty of younger people there um you know a, a wide variety of types but at our table for some reason it was like 25 year old finance bros and their girlfriends well all right so the first uh round as i said was a a a white wine and a ricotta and they put down for the six of us five dollops of ricotta on one tape on one plate and no one really mentioned this except to be like hmm i wonder how the six of us are supposed to eat these five things you can see sort of everybody work through that in their head. And then uh, as would, as always happens in that kind of situation, my, I, I, I thought um, everyone was kind of too polite. So everybody mm-hmm. took a little less than their share, even of that share. Uh, so when there was like two solid dollops left, I was like, oh, well, you know, everybody was too polite. But also nobody's going to complain. It's, it's ricotta, yeah. you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's cottage cheeses, creamy cousin <laughs> uh, like nobody's like oh I want more ricotta um second round comes out it's another uh white wine and the the sommelier explains it to us and how it's different from the first one and she explains the, uh, the cheese pairing that they bring out which is this, uh a goat cheese and um uh there are six pieces this time 
either an acknowledgement that they made the mistake or an acknowledgement that maybe people actually want to eat this cheese. Um, so seeing that six pieces land on the table in front of us, uh, I take a hunk, and it's like an ounce. It's not a huge hunk. It's mm-hmm. enough to go with, uh, like, a, a, a half pour of wine, you know? Um, uh, I take a hunk. My wife takes a hunk. We taste the cheese. We taste the wine. We eat the entire piece of cheese. We drink the entire thing of wine. And again, they weren't like giving us like full stiff pours. These were like an ounce and an ounce, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we sort of chat. Well, did we like this wine more or less? A little less, but it was still pretty good. You know, what do we think of the cheese? Oh, the cheese is awesome, blah, blah, blah. Didn't really notice anything until the uh, sommelier comes around to clear the plate that the cheese had been brought on. And there's still two hunks of cheese on there. To which my immediate thought somehow was, did I take too much? Um, and therefore, leave and then more? therefore, there was an, uh, somehow an additive property to that. <laughs> um, and I thought, no, that can't possibly be. How'd that happen? There were six, I'm sure there were six hunks. There were six of us. I sort of tried to look at everybody at the table, but nobody was really making eye contact because that'd be weird. I was like, what, what happened here? Did you, did you grab for the teeth? Well, she took it away too quickly. So, um, so the next round comes out. It's, it's like some sort of like Parmigiani cheese and, and, and a red wine. And now, I'm, now I've got a mystery to solve. So I watch everybody. I, I take my hunk of cheese. My wife takes her hunk of cheese. And both of the other guys do the same thing. And these guys didn't know each other. So I don't know why they did. Each guy took a hunk of cheese, put it on their little serving plate in front of them and their girlfriend, and split it in half. And then they and their girlfriend nibbled at it while sipping their wine. And there were separate glasses for red wine and white wine. And that's when I noticed that a couple of them still had white wine in their glass, even though we had now moved on to the red wine. And I realized they weren't eating and drinking all the wine and cheese. And this infuriated <laughs> me. And I could, looked at my wife and I was like, I, I, I sort of like gave her a lie and she was like, I know, what the fuck is going on here? The woman, uh, the sommelier took that plate away before I could be like, what the fuck is, so, and then dropped another one. And this was a blue cheese, and I love blue cheese. I took a hunk. My wife took a hunk. The other two took a hunk. So I ate my cheese, and then I took the remaining ones. Because, what? again, what the fuck? And both of those other couples sort of looked at me like, huh, all right, if you want it. And I sort of looked at them like, fuck yeah, I do. I don't know what the hell's the matter with you. This went on for every subsequent round, and there were six total rounds. So I got like one and a half times the cheese I should have. And at the end, I was, again, I was baffled by this. I was, I was completely floored by this behavior because 
it's not even that there are people starving in the world because, I mean, it's a fucking ounce of cheese. It's that how... How is this not special? (laughs) It's really good cheese and really good wine. How are you not going to take all of it if it is offered to you? What the fuck is the matter with these? I mean, these where I (laughs) so that. So that's your story. (laughs) That's my story. I became enraged at these people for their lack of. Their lack of, but they but they were drinking the wine and they were eating some of the cheese. They, so they ate, were tasting it. They tasted the, it, but, but they they nibbled it and but they they had a significant portion that they didn't eat or drink. Maybe they're pacing themselves. I like to think or that what it was two in the afternoon. I mean, that's you saw me that lot, night. A lot of cheese and a lot. Of, I don't know. I, okay, so this reminds me of when you did the birthday thing at the. Whiskey library? Uh, Brandy library, yeah. Brandy library. It was a whiskey tasting. And there was... I'm not a big drinker. There was so goddamn much whiskey and food that there was no way I could eat all of it. I mean, it doesn't sound like there was that much cheese, but like I could still see being like, well, there's going to be like X amount more courses of this. Maybe we'd want to pace ourselves for each one so we're not just packing on well, the I mean, cheese. Well, I mean, it was six... Uh, it, it was six rounds, so six ounces total of cheese. Okay. Um, I mean, and one of the rounds was um, the the ricotta round. I mean, right. maybe I'm just Doesn't I have uh, a fucking healthy ass appetite, but I could eat that much cheese and did. <laughs> well, I I imagine that you guys are going there because you wanted to to like enjoy all those things, and I imagine yeah. it's possible that they went there so that they can say they had that experience. Sure. 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 Um, so it really wasn't about the wine. It was just like, oh, we went to a wine tasting. Well, and my other thought is, you described these as kind of the dude bro with the model girlfriend sort of a thing. And there's that kind of, they're there to taste, but maybe they're also kind of watching their figure sort of a thing. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, Are you, you know, implying that Dave is not watching the figure? I'm not. Dave is don't even wor- Don't even worry about it. I'm not. Um, I, uh, I, one of the things that I thought was maybe there's an etiquette to this that I'm missing. Like maybe you're supposed to leave some of this behind. And then I thought, if there is, fuck that. Um, uh, and I, and I think that came, uh, out as sort of a birthday thing because, um, certainly my younger self would have gotten very anxious about that. Um, but as I've aged, like um, cheese and wine. Like cheese and wine. I have only become, like cheese and wine, less concerned with that. Um, it's true. Wine don't give a fuck. Wine yeah, do not give a fuck. Don't. Cheese just want to stink. <laughs> like me. So that's what happened to me. I went to a wine tasting and became, some, somehow managed to get very angry <laughs> at people. Very Over nice. nothing. Um, Morgan? Yeah. So... So uh, last week was kind of like a packed week, and that's something that I've been, and I talk about this a lot with my shrink, of I have a tendency, I have a difficulty, difficulty saying no when I'm invited to things, um, at, but I'm also an introvert, so then I kind of like tear my hair out because I feel obligated to go to all these things, and then I kind of don't want to, and then I never feel like I have enough free time. And last week I had a couple of shows I was doing, and having a lot of those during the week is itself tough, but it's worse when I also have auditions for voiceover because then I don't even get a lunch break because that's when I go and do my um, auditions. So I was feeling 
a little over committed last week. And that Thursday, um, I had, uh, I believe I had a, an audition, um, but I, and I was also helping a friend out by being in a sketch that she had written that she was performing. And that was really freaking me out because that was a sketch that, like, I haven't really performed a lot of sketch. So this was, and she was expecting me to have the lines memorized, which is something I have not had to do since college a long time ago. So like memorize, and it wasn't a lot of lines. It was seven lines, but that was seven lines. And I just got in the script, uh, Tuesday morning or Tuesday night. Like I had very little time to prepare. So I was kind of tearing my hair out. There was a couple lines that were, um, really bothering me. I ended up having to write one of them down on my hand because I was, I knew I would forget it and get it wrong. So I was kind of stressed about that. And I walk into work Thursday morning, just feeling like, ah, oh, why did I agree to all of this? I just too much stuff. And I go in and, um, I work for a small publishing company. I'm not going to say the name, um, though I don't think the story reflects poorly on them. And they, it's a really weird entrance way. You walk, you get out of the elevator and there's a, a fake, it's, I mean, it's a real waterfall. It's like a water feature that's supposed to look like a waterfall coming down the wall. And there's a big plexiglass sign that says the name of the publishing company with water going over it. And it's very pretty. Uh, but you can usually tell something is awry if the waterfall's been turned off. So that's, that was, yeah, no, this, something's wrong if the waterfall's been turned off. They can't dedicate enough energy to it being on. Well, yeah, or, but it also indicates like the place is closed down or will be closing down soon and you don't know why. So that's, that's always something to, I, I, I kind of have to keep my eye on. I would love it if, if there were lights in the waterfall so they could make them glow at different colors. <laughs> right. Like depending on the nature of the emergency. Red waterfall, red waterfall. <laughs> So that was a thing, and I get to, and I, and then there's a big glass doors, and I go through the big glass doors, and as soon as I walk over to um, the reception area, uh, Victoria is the receptionist, and she's great, and I always say hi and chat about our, our day, and I walk over to say hi, and she goes, whatever you do, don't touch your computer. And I go, okay, noted. <clears throat> I go towards my cubicle, and um, one of the other women who works there comes up to me and goes, don't turn on your computer. All right, uh, Victoria just... Just told me, all right, good. I'm glad you know. And then I head over to where all the publicists um, are hanging out because I tend to work with them a lot. And they all turn to me, Morgan, don't turn on your computer. Whatever you do, don't touch your computer. Okay, noted. On it. Not going to touch my computer. What's going on? Um, what was going on was that um, apparently at some point in the recent past, but it's still very nebulous what the timetable is, somehow... Um, and this is a quote from one of the IT guys, uh, John, a cornucopia of viruses found their way onto our company's server and, um, just wreaked havoc. I don't know when people started noticing this, but it was apparently so severe that Thursday morning they had to shut down the entire network, turn off all the computers. Then they were going around just and the waterfall and the waterfall. And then as a precaution, they're going around and unplugging the, um, the internet connections from all the computers just in case it could like leap across. And, uh, we were not given a timetable as to when these things would be up and running. So, uh, we stood around and talked and tried to figure out what we could accomplish with no internet, um, no server access, no email. And what we realized is very little, virtually nothing. We have gone completely into the 21st century, and the 21st century requires all of the things that we do not have access to. Um, we stood around talking for 
seven hours of just standing around feeling useless. They wouldn't let us go home. We had to hang out there because any minute now they could get everything up and running. Um, periodically, one of the IT guys would come around, <clears throat> lead us to our computers, and then walk us through installing a special antivirus program and then running the special antivirus program. And then when we had run the special antivirus program, the next thing we had to do was go up to the front desk where Victoria sat, and there was a three-ring binder that was open, and you write down uh, your name and how many viruses the virus, special virus software caught. And I'm very proud to say that my number was zero. My computer was theoretically fine, but they still had to run many more tests before they'd come to anything conclusive. By about four o'clock, um, we were all getting very antsy. Uh, and we we're like, well, there's nothing we can do here. It's very frustrating. Um, either send us home or like give us a task. And our boss said, well, they don't want to send us, you guys home because it's, you know, they, they have to pay for this. So um, I can only let you home, let you go home if you can come up with a set of assignments that you can do from home that don't require the server or email. There was nothing. And I could, I had one assignment that I could do and it was, I'm working on a cover and at the stage I'm at is I need to find a picture of a handsome blonde man and an attractive brunette woman on iStock photo. That's the only thing I could do from home. That's it. And that was not enough to allow me to go home early. But by four o'clock, we'd been hanging around feeling so economically impotent <laughs> um, that my, my direct boss eventually relented. She said, all right, you guys can go home. Just stagger it so it's not like a big max mass exodus. So um, we took off on Thursday at around 4 o'clock. And we were all texting each other back and forth um, that night and the next morning. Like, what's going on? Like, is it even going to be up and running? Is there any point to us going into work the next day? Um, and, of course, it was snowing. So it was a, a fun commute to go in that Friday. Um, my train got stuck for 15 minutes underground because of a sick passenger. Always a delight. And I'm, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, the system better be up and running. The system better be up and running. I just want to get my work done. We're getting more and more behind. I don't want to stand around with nothing to do for another seven hours. I get to work, and I see, I go in, and on the glass doors is just a sign that says, don't turn on your computers. <laughs> I go inside. Hey, Morgan, did you see the sign? Uh, I saw the sign. I go in. Um, I sit down in my cubicle. I pull up my laptop. Now, I'm also, like, I want to get something done. So I've got, I've been working on my personal website. But I'm terrified to even go on the, um, just the guest Wi-Fi at this point. And, but my computer will automatically log on to it. And the first time I did it, it, like, it went on and for a fraction of a second. I'm like, no, disconnect, disconnect, disconnect. So every time I wanted to use my laptop, I would always forget that it would, um, until I was already in the building to like turn off the internet. So I would have to be like, Oh, I want to get some work done. Well, I better get in the elevator and go down 21 floors to the lobby, turn on my computer, turn around, go back up 21 floors again, just so I can get some stuff done. So I hung out in my cubicle working on my website for a couple, for about an hour. And then I got a text from one of the women I work with. who's like, Hey, come hang out in my office. We're all out there. So we hung out in her office for a while and we're just talking about whatever. Cause there's nothing we can get done. After about, you know, 20 minutes of that, um, one of the, another coworker knocks on the door and goes, hey, Morgan, the IT guys need to see you up in the server room. I'm like, really? Me? Yeah, they said, they said you right now. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, 
So I start going up upstairs to the server room. And as I'm going up, I'm thinking, like, what could they possibly want? Do they just want to go over, like, my, my computer? Do they want to high-five me for getting zero viruses the last time they're in a scan? Or did they find out that I'm where the virus came from? So now I'm going through everything I've ever done on the computer, thinking, like, where could it have... Po- how could I possibly put it on there? And if I brought it in, my computer is linked up to my my uh, Microsoft OneDrive because then I can. It's just easier for me to move over finished stuff that I've done to put into my portfolio. So, and my laptop's hooked up to that. So, if I'm the the vector of the virus, it means everything's infected. Also, it can mean I get fired. <laughs> All of this is very bad. So, I get up to the server room, and there's two guys: this John and Alex. And um, John is a very jovial, funny guy, and we get along really well. We like to talk about uh, computers. Um, we both nerd out with the certain some of the certain uh, products that we've purchased. Um, but he was not in a, he was not in the mood for chatting. He's on the phone. He's having a very intense conversation with some tech support for the server people. So I'm hanging out until he's done with the phone conversation, looking at the very intimidating server room where it's just row after row after row of servers and cables everywhere and lights. And I'm looking to see if I can understand what's going on. It's all gibberish to me. It's all completely gibberish. So I'm just pacing around in this office, getting more and more nervous, like feeling myself flop sweating. Like, they're going to fire me. I must have done this. And now they're making me sweat. I'm just hanging out here. And about 10 minutes of that, Alex, the other IT guy, comes in. He goes, what are you doing here? I was told that you guys wanted to see me. No, not you. Girl Morgan. The other Morgan. We've been running tests on her computer. We wanted to go over stuff. Get get out of here. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I go back down to my coworker's office and we hang out there for another 15 minutes, at which point the son of the CEO comes over and he goes, we thought we uh, had made some progress, but we're back where we were Thursday. Just, just go home. And he looked so defeated. Jeez. And so we all took off and I had the rest of the Friday myself. Um, I got some projects done. Um, it was nice because I had a full weekend of, um, uh, your wife's birthday party and then your Super Bowl party, Dustin. Um, so I was kind of feeling like I'd overcommitted myself, but suddenly I had this Friday to myself and that was actually very nice. But I'm thinking like those two, those poor IT guys, they are there still and they're going to be there all weekend. And they were there all weekend. And at your uh, Super Bowl party, Dustin, when I was chatting with your wife and a couple of her friends, I got this like series of texts about like 20 texts came in one after another, after another, after another. And at first I thought, oh shit, somebody in my family died. I look at him and it was just this long conversation from our boss going, just going over the current situation, which was don't bother coming in on Monday. Wow. It's, they think they may have gotten rid of all the viruses, but they're not sure. So they're going to be going through each computer at a time, each server at a time, running multiple tests to make sure they're completely, completely clean. And the weird takeaway from this experience was that as overcommitted as I feel most of the time, And it's all by my own choice. It's all, you know, shows I've chosen to do, personal projects that I've chosen to work on. When push came to shove and I was in the office for seven hours with nothing to do, and then the next day for three hours with nothing to do, not having something to do was the worst feeling. I just, I felt so rudderless and aimless. And I'm not someone who defines himself by his job. Um, I tend to define myself more by my side projects. But even still... This is why I get up in the morning to go to this job. I want to do it. I yeah. don't know if that makes sense to you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. I think it's a little bit of context because when the blizzard hit, which we talked about on the last podcast, I, I didn't have anything to do. There was nothing I could get done. 
And that was wonderful. That yeah. was great. Well, a little of that goes yeah, a long yeah, way. Yeah. A day of that was Well, I mean, if, if having nothing to do was, like, good, prison wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? That's a like, really good point. Like, oh, I'll just, you'll just give yeah. me food all the time? And, and that's like, the thing. Is we had to stay there. Right. And we had to do nothing. It's, yeah. so it's it was, one of the things I admire about dogs, actually. Their ability to do nothing. How they're just like... They're just like, oh, my people are home. Oh, nap sounds pretty good. Yeah. No. Uh, Want to cuddle? Well, and that is that's the thing with with the developed human brain is that it because it's it's capable of more. It needs more to keep it occupied or satiated. Yeah, if you spend a lot of time alone, you go crazy. Yeah, yeah, which I have done. I've gone I've gone lonely crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I worked from home for a while, a couple of jobs back, and I was living by myself in Midwood, where there's nothing around. There wasn't like a coffee shop where I had you know any sort of friendship with the people who work there it was a starbucks it was a 20 minute walk and they didn't give a shit and after a week of being in my apartment just working out of there with no one to talk to i would go visit my friends in new jersey or I'd visit you and i would be a motor mouth i just i would i could see myself not being able to shut up but i was just had would gone crazy without any human contact i've started talking to my dogs <laughs> like not the dogs i walk i've started just like telling them things <laughs> <laughs> that's ominous sounding well it's because i spend like i mean i work from 10 to 6 most days without a break right and i don't really do it with people so mm-hmm. those hours i'm just with dogs gotta talk to somebody mm-hmm. all, right, Dustin. all right i guess it's my turn yeah uh okay uh normally we like like evolve into me, like uh, I, I was thrown by. I was like, "All right, now it's your turn." Oh, sorry. No, we. I mean, we no, can, no, no. Let's... It's fine. No, it's fine. I, I need to. I need to be ready. Dustin, now. Okay. Um. So, uh. Joy goes to work. My wife Joy goes to work like an hour and a half to two hours earlier than I do. So uh, I always have like a ton of free free time in the morning. I mean, I use like an hour of it to sleep. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. sure. uh, and then I, you know, read blogs and watch the news and, you know, whatever. Uh, but last week, uh, I think it was Thursday, uh, she was going in for a work trip. Um, like her, she doesn't work in Manhattan. She works outside of Manhattan. Um, she has to take Metro North uh, to her work. And they were doing like a day in the city, which for her is like great because like that's where I am. Like, so that meant like she could sleep in like a lot and we would go into work together. Um, and she was meeting them like three blocks from my office. So it's going to be like, Oh, okay. You know, we'll, we'll go in together. Uh, and she's going to hear this and be all mad at me, but like, um, fair enough. Uh, like there's always a very good intention there that, you know, like, Oh, we love each other. Like, it's good. We'll take the train. I am not a morning person at all. Like, I don't, like, I just want to get it. Well, no, but I was just going to say that back when my wife and I both had desk jobs, we would try to take the train in together. And we dis- we, we've we discovered several things that about our relationship where we're like, as romantic as that sounds, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially at rush hour. That's the worst. Like you're trying to talk to the person you love and there's somebody's like elbow in your crotch and somebody's armpit on your face. And right. 
Yeah, and for me, it's it's like, I just want to get lost and I can game on my phone and yeah. listen to yeah. some music and, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, it, it was fine. Uh, and the other thing is, like, when I, when I don't see stuff good, I get mad. You know, that's just what happens. Um, Joy has the exact same reaction to when she can't hear stuff well. Hmm. Uh, so if we're talking on the subway and she can't hear me clearly, she gets very like, what? What are you, what are you saying? I don't, what? So like you combine like morning, just general, like, I don't want to be awake. Her anger over not hearing. And cause like, I don't want to talk loud on the subway cause it's a friggin' morning, you know, and everybody's quiet and like, I don't want to have a loud conversation. So I kind of whisper and she can't hear me and she gets upset. So um, we were like talking, but in that way where it's like, all right, we'll keep coming up with stuff to say because we're going and we should. But like we're both kind of a little like, not, you know, mm. um, hopefully when she hears that, she's not too mad at me. But it is what it is. I've gotten this far. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine she will be. So, um uh, so we're we're talking, and then like all of a sudden there's kind of like a commotion. Uh, like she um, she always lets me sit down first um, because she knows I get overwhelmed a lot easier. So I was sitting down and she was standing up directly in front of me, and there was a commotion immediately uh, to my left, and I didn't know what it was at first, but basically like I saw a lady with a cup of coffee like kind of on her knees, and she hadn't fallen. But she had just sort of gone down, hmm. um, like sort of almost like slinked down to the floor. Like she'd fainted? Yeah, or like she was going to, or she was about to. Um, so I only caught her like once she was on her knees, and I could see like her coffee, like it, it just had like a little, you know, it had a, a lid, but it had like a little space for you to drink from. And she was clearly like spilling it and aware that she was spilling it, but not doing anything to sort of stop it. Right. So, like, 99% of the time I see that and, like, compassion comes in and, like, oh, a human being is in need. And, you know, um, and uh, this time all I could see was, like, I instantly had a flashback uh, to my mom uh, who, when she would get high... She would um, sort of be in that sort of like awake, asleep, sort of rocky mode. And she would spill things and drop her cigarette and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that's all I could see with this. Because like the first thing I saw was the coffee. And I was like, you know you're spilling that. Right. You know. Um, so my brain instantly went into like, fuck you, lady. Like, uh, you, you deserve this. Like whatever, whatever happened you deserve this and joy went from sort of being like you know like in that like it's morning and we both want to be you know wherever we want to be to like i'm the most helpful person in the universe (laughs) (laughs) and like instantly went into like you know i'm going to take care of this lady and she went down and she grabbed her and you know um and um i just i just was looking at her being like what are you doing joy (laughs) what are you doing you're just falling for it right now. Uh, and the lady explained that, like, um, it was like a, a kind of a sugar thing. Oh, okay. That, like, um, she she felt like probably having the coffee without having had anything else, she got, like, too much sugar in her system, and it made her kind of pass out, which was not a thing I had 
previously ever heard of. Can happen to diabetics, yeah. Okay, well, um, maybe she was, you know, I, I don't know. Um, so, um, even though, like, uh, like there was that sort of, like, awkward thing going on with Joanna, not awkward, because, I mean, it was fine. Like, I don't want to make it into a thing that, like, we were, like, hating each other or anything like that. It was just that sort of, like, you know, writing thing. Um, the minute this lady collapsed, like, Joy almost, like, ignored my existence and was like, okay, I'm in taking care of this lady mode. So the people on the other side of the subway car got up so that this lady could sit down. And then Joy kind of, like, went over and had her arm on her. And was like, hey, you know, what can I, what can I do for you? And... uh then I, I was kind of like, what what happened? What happened to me? Like now, what what am I, what am I, what am I supposed to do? Like, uh, what about Papa Bear? Right, because because I I had already had it in my head that I was like, I don't care if there's a legitimate explanation. Fuck this lady, <laughs> like she's on her own because like she reminded me of this thing, and even if she's not high, yeah, she's high. She's like, she assaulted your memory. Yeah. Mm. Um. So it's like, well, can I like? play a game on my phone now like <laughs> like that's weird like yeah. do i have to just like watch joy like take care of this lady like i didn't know what to do and it turned out that like she happened to be getting off at the same stop that we were getting off at so um then it went into this thing of like um joy like almost sort of carrying her mm. you know like not carrying her, but like in that, like when a person gets shot, like yeah. their arms Arm over the shoulder, type yeah, thing, yeah, kind of thing. So Joy was doing that, and then sort of like weeding her out, and I was like, put, put her somewhere. Like, what? what are you going? <laughs> are you going to go home put with this her lady? Somewhere, because <laughs> there was a bench. Like, like how far are you going to like take this? So, uh, yeah, I said in the tease that I'm a bad Samaritan. I get that. <laughs> None of this story <laughs> paints me in a good light. I'm just explaining what happened. If she is mad at you, like, I mean, I, maybe there's plenty of reasons. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a bad person in the morning. I'm not saying, like, so uh, So we get, like, through the subway turnstile or whatever. And at that point, Joy, like, sees one of the people that she's meeting. Because they're mm -hmm. all meeting, like, within a block of this uh, stop. And... She's like, oh, um, like turns the person and is like, oh, um, this is my husband. And then just walks like with a, with a lady. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know who you are in relation to this whole thing. But like, let's talk about this lady that passed out because that's what we have in common. Because Joy explained for like a, like a good 30 seconds that this lady had passed out and then just was like, oh yeah, by the way, this is my husband. So and Joy like, handed you off to the person she was meeting so that she could walk. Yes, at least up the stairs. And I was like, okay, okay. once we get up the stairs, like this is done. Right. Like this lady will go to wherever she's going. And um, no. Like, we, we, well, we record at your place and I was wondering who that lady in your bedroom is. <laughs> she lives with us now. <laughs> It's a lot of coffee on your floor. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so we get to the top of the stairs, and she was like, "Do you want me to take you to work?" And she's like, "No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine." Uh, mm -hmm. So the lady starts like crossing the street, and Joy like 
still seemingly obsessed <laughs> with this lady and her survival. Um, and it's like... Like a monster. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and, and she gets like... There, there's like... Um, it's at 23rd, so there's like all that pedestrian crossing area. Sure. So she gets like across one block... And then before she can get further, she like decides that she's going to sit down uh-huh. and, you know, uh, and take a break. On a bench or? Yeah, on a bench. Right, okay. Um, just like, oh, I better go make sure she's okay. <laughs> so she goes over there and talks to her. And, uh, you know, after a couple, like, I'm like, I guess I'll continue to wait here with like your work friend. <laughs> like, Okay. Um, who is nice enough, you know, yeah, yeah. we, we chatted for a minute. I mean, Joy must be earning like major work points at this point. Like, I guess. Um, all of her work friends are seeing her as a compassionate yeah. saint that you're not seeing. Yeah. Um, so Joy comes back and she's like, yeah, you know, uh, she's fine. She just, um, you know, she just needed to eat something. And like, it turns out she had a granola bar. So she had the granola bar. Um, and. Which is chock full of sugar. Yeah, which is chock full of sugar. And also, I was like, well, if that would cure it, like, why didn't you fucking eat the granola bar earlier? <laughs> like, when you were on the subway train. So, like, I could not, like, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go. And so I was like, okay. And then we went our separate ways. And then the story was over. <laughs> um, Did you guys talk about it afterwards? No, we have not. We've never discussed that lady since then. The subway can make you cruel. Yeah. It can. can really make you cruel. I remember once I was, um, before they added uh, the uh, stop that no one goes to on the 7 train um, at 34th Street, uh, the, you got on at 42nd in Times Square, um, and there was always a train waiting there because that was the last stop. And I still often get on at Times Square, but there's not a train waiting there now. I have to wait for the train to come from the station that no one ever takes it to. And, uh, but before that, I, um, remember me and my wife got on the train, uh, and we're waiting for the doors to close and waiting for it to take off. And there was just a guy completely passed out on the train floor and everybody was looking at him and nobody was doing anything. And the conductor comes down the line and goes, he looks in the door and goes, I, I can't leave as long as he's there. Um, you know, like we either got a call for somebody and they're going to take a while to come, dot, dot, dot. So three guys picked the guy up and moved him onto the platform. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And the whole time I was going, I should stop this. I should stop this. This, guy, this man needs help. He may have been hit on the head. He may be having in a diabetic coma. I should stop this. I didn't do anything. I think you're worse. No, no, I'm, I'm, no I'm, not I'm the worst. I'm the worst. <laughs> no. um, like the lady, just to be clear, the lady was fine. Yeah, no, yeah. no. She had a we hope. She, yeah. <laughs> she could have called her work friends, right? Maybe, I mean, maybe she, but she was. My guess is if she was in fact diabetic and she was having some sort of a diabetic shock or something, she probably wasn't able to think clearly. Right. Yeah. So. If she were diabetic, which she should have said if she was, <laughs> then, then okay, then I'm sorry. You should wear a scarlet D on her chest at right. all times. Yeah. I actually had diabetes simulated in me when I was a kid. Um, really? Uh, yeah, uh, insulin coma specifically because they wanted to check my insulin levels. And the, apparently the way you do that is you give somebody an insulin coma. Um, 
And uh, uh, I, I, don't look at me like that. <laughs> that, that is just crazy. I've never heard that. I don't. Yeah, they I crash. Don't they crash your. In, they crash yeah. your insulin. Wow. Um, uh, you know, I'm remembering like six different things at once because it was childhood, and also this made me sure. crazy. So it may not have been that specific thing that they were trying to test, but they definitely crashed my insulin. And what happens to you is you get super tired like the most tired you can possibly be and logy as fuck and your brain stops working wow. um uh so from that experience i will it's say not great no it's not great it's i had a friend in college who uh who was diabetic or whatever the other one is um like where she had too much Hi, insulin or not enough insulin or whatever um, was type one type two yeah um so she went to the health center to get whatever the thing that you were supposed to get was, mm-hmm. and they gave her the opposite of the thing you were supposed oh, to get. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden, two days go by, and nobody's heard from her. And we're like, hey, what, what's going on? Like, and eventually, like... And it was one of those times where like, people didn't have cell phones. Yeah. yeah. You know, because w- it was like the 90s. <laughs> and, right. Um, nobody had cell phones. So like two days later, I was like, hey, like, where have you been? Like, I left you a message. She's like, oh, you know, I've been in the hospital in a coma. Like Jesus Christ! Like I just got out, but like yeah, I just like I couldn't function for two days, and I was like, okay, well, I'm glad you're fine now. Did she get all the money from the school? I don't think she ever sued. Wow. Why? I don't know. You should do that. Yeah, I, I mean, she might have been pressured not to, and you're a kid. You don't, you know. Mm, yeah, yes. it's too late now. Yeah. I mean, unless you're listening, Abby, you should you should sue the school. Sue, sue the fuck out of them. Jeez. Um. Wow. Crazy. That is, yeah. That is so, crazy. Don't don't hate me, everyone who heard my part of the story. <laughs> if you were there, you it that it, it all adds up. Well, you didn't do anything to actively hurt the woman, yeah, right? You, you, and you know, you she was being taken care of, so there's nothing you you, you know, were you along for the ride, and like you know, in in the in my in your defense, I've been on the subway plenty of times and just been like completely annoyed for no reason yeah. with something, and I can see myself just being. Super fucking annoyed with like, oh, this guy's dying. Well, well, well no, but but I think that I think the reason I was I immediately hated this lady was because of the connection to my mom. Right. Like whether or not it like it applied, it was so violently like. Right. Like, do you ever see iZombie? No, I haven't. No. Um. It, okay. The, the the premise is that she's like a zombie, <laughs> and uh, when people get murdered, she eats their brains, and then she sees visions like of. Uh, of like things that they experienced in in life. Okay. Um, and it felt like that. Like it felt mm-hmm. like my brain traveled through like time to like an image when I was a little kid, and I was like, oh, that's that same thing. Right. And you know, uh, but that's but that's fine because every association we make in life is based on our previous experiences and our previous memories. There are a lot of times where I have an active dislike or an active like to somebody based solely on them reminding me of another person. I'm sure that happens to towards me as well like it's there's no point in beating yourself up over the fact that you were affected by something that happened to you right. yeah it was just especially like, in a post-trauma kind of way yeah. like yeah it was just the perfect juxtaposition of my wife sure who was just like i am going to be the opposite of i'm well, doing the opposite of your emotional state mm-hmm. in every way right sure. now and it's possible that she was reminded of something too and it was something that compelled her to leap into action yes um and also she was you know She's in a, a position person. where she could too yeah. like she was you know so yeah, I don't think you did anything wrong. I don't think you have to beat yourself over that. Although yeah. I'd be very curious to know if you do end up having a conversation about this with Joy, what you guys, 
what we'll you guys be, yeah. say. But I, mean, I think we should before she hears this. <laughs> <laughs> that is up to you, sir. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah. yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk yeah. to you again soon. Tune in in uh, about two weeks' time for our next adventures. And please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.